Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like Herbert, Evan, Henry, Edward, Bert, fucking Bear's face. It's Herman E. Butts groceries. Sorry. Yeah, Herman oh. E. Butts. That's why he definitely had to be called H-E-B. Call and the only reason I know that is because they used to be a per, a per we supplied uh like candy to them when I worked at the candy okay. factory and they bought yeah. Chico sticks, but the invoices we would send them had the full name printed on it. And I, <laughs> and I was like, who is Herman E. Butts grocers? And they were like, that's H E B. And I was like, oh, Good thing you have that nickname. Huh, what happened? I like, I like, I like your shit. Oh, yes. I, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, it's kind of very 90s video. I love it. No, it's not. I'm still cheap. You know, it's not. Uh, 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 you know, I ain't never doing that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not ever going to do that. I do have this adorable color change cup, though, that I have my water in today. So I that's what that. And we're all showing our things. Shout out to that nigga Baylor. Who all over? There. Yeah, shout out. I need to buy one. I love that. I, I truly. Need that so I'm gonna have to pick that up. Truly, truly. Um. Okay. So give me a second, because I feel like I feel like we never like I never share it while we're doing this. So I'm gonna do that. Oh yeah, people. But antics. Yeah. Let me see. Don't, Don't be a grown man with a loose tooth. What are you eating? I, uh, okay. <laughs> First, I'd have to be a grown man, like so. That's where we starting. Like, Just I'm already not. <laughs> I seen a meme the other day, and it was like, I just bought this. What happened? Is that? I just bought this. I just bought it. What, what is happening? It? She ate it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> was she not? What was? What, what was it? Is it like a like a oh, toy? It a co- bitch? It was a koala. Look at that ear. But is what it was for him? Yeah, and it used to squeak. You know what I mean? Where is the squeak? Did has it been swallowed? <laughs> it's just puffs of air coming out. I just hear. It. <laughs> when your dog fart and you hear a small squeak, you know it's swallowing the toy. <laughs> they eat everything, so that's not like surprising. That? They eat everything, so that's not surprising. <laughs> hey guys. This what is up, all fucked up. up. I'm Chris. That's BJ down there. Penrose up top again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry, I'm like still over here trying to share stuff to Facebook. But yeah, so what's up, guys? What are we doing today? <laughs> today we're going to talk about Mary J. Blige. The queen of motherfucking hip-hop. Man. Truly. Yo, a truly, okay. truly monumental day and a bad bitch. Yes, like in the wearer of all blondes. Like, let's talk about it. All the blondes all and the, the wearer of all the bad bitch boots. Like, I'm still all, all the bad bitch up to my navel boots. Do you hear right. me? She was all on the boots to Mama, Mama was dancing out here talking about a crispy chicken wrap, and she should have been trying to put out Thank the boots. Yeah, I thought. Thank you. I so wanted to talk about that. Where's the boot line, Mary? Where are the boots, Mary? I want boots. I don't want no chicken tortilla wrap. I want boots. The fact that Mary (laughs) Day Blige did a fucking bird. I want the styles. Commercial? Yes. That's legendary. I want the fashions, Mary, not the chicken. I want the styles, not the fucking. Please. I'm saying, though. Like, 
Then McDonald's, hey, oh Burger King might have, like, can you imagine if Popeyes had her single butter goddamn chicken sandwiches? <laughs> well, was dying over them sandwiches. well, first of all, Popeyes would have tried to pay her in Trident layers. That's why she is not a Thank you very much. <laughs> that one, remember that guy that was singing? I got Popeyes. Yo, they drugged that nigga. I thought I got drug on Twitter. No, they drugged that nigga. Woo! Like he was happy. His, his ancestors came through his face like nigga. No, not the slave like, in his face. <laughs> there, there was slavery in his face. I absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like he probably only got like a, a, a nice little G for that whole commercial. We'll give you a thousand, Jerome. All right. He didn't give a thousand. He had already made that video, and they paid him to use it. They paid him three hundred dollars and told him he could have free chicken for like six months. He didn't want that deal, but his mom's was like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family could eat. Right. <laughs> and you owe me $500. Okay. Hey, guys. So um, we're discussing Mary J. Blige's My Life, the documentary on Amazon. Um, It's an hour, 20 minutes. It feels, it, it feels longer. Does that make it does. sense? Like. It took me through some things. Yeah, it it yeah. I I tried to take notes and I took notes, but I was just sitting there and I was like, right, just watching it. Right, I feel it. I feel it. I, feel it. I got some stuff though. I just seen there very slack jawed the whole time, but it was. I mean, it was nice. This is produced by Puff Daddy. I feel like he's the only. I feel like Mary J. Blige is the only artist that he hasn't fucked over. Like so. True story. He was never True story. Well, she wasn't nope, signed she, a bad boy. Oh, she wasn't never signed a bad boy. She wasn't signed a bad boy, and that is why she has all her money intact. Amen. And she was she was there when he was a bean a little beanhead ass nigga. And didn't have money. And, 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 so and she was his she was his passion product, so to say, or, or passion project, like the project that would that she would start that would catapult. Thank you. She thank Mary J. Blige made. Puff Diddy, Sean, Puff Diddy. Sean Love, Diddy, D I D D Y. Hey, Papa Diddy Puff Pop. Like, Puff Puff, Puff, like she Puff made Puff, that nigga. Puff she, Junior, she made him. She <laughs> made him. She's Puffs, and, all of the Puffs. She the made him. The beautiful part about it, which, I mean, it's not a, an important part of the documentary, so I think I can mention it because it's kind of in the middle. The beautiful part about it is that it was her sophomore album, and usually that's your first fall-off album. Yep. Her sophomore album, which is everybody's favorite from her, is literally the album that made Diddy who he, who he is today. That's pretty fucking yep. dope. Yep, it is. So the reason how Diddy is out here being Diddy and doing this on the side of his pool and shit like that is because of the queen, Mary J. Blige. Like you niggas would have never Harlem shook had Mary J. never went through shit. Nigga. Y'all have never had no special deliveries. None of that. Y'all have never had no woes. Y'all have had none. Nigga. The what family? Who are you? Like We wouldn't have got that footage of that nigga falling off a motorcycle and still having to pay Sting every time somebody plays the song. Like, listen, we wouldn't have got none of that. None of that. Look, no no white parties, no no yachts, no nothing. 
No, no y'all. She is the, she is the only one. Well, at least she's not a yeah. Everybody else is somewhere doing smoking crack or being in a house with a bunch of other has bins or hey Aubrey, I see you, girl. Hey Aubrey. If you look at the fucking the bad boy roster, Biggie's dead. Craig Mack turned into a Christian, then went crazy. Black Rob just died. Fucking Loon and G Depp both turned to fucking Muslim. Uh, because like you gotta run. I'm like because everybody finds everybody finds shit in jail. You know that. No, that's for sure. Not one of my. It's like Christian mingle. It's like jail is like ChristianMingle.com. Shine is the fucking governor of like Belize or some shit. Now wherever the fuck he from. Good for him. Shit. After listen, he gotta take a gun charge. Like listen, you know what? This is not about right. This is not about Sean. I would just say that he deserves. And if that motherfucker wants to be the mayor of Belize, <laughs> Costa Rica, <laughs> if he can find a way to be the president of Haiti, like John uh, Dean did a perm. And then John got a perm award like, dress. Jesus, and he did. Got exposed, like, and then like, worked for Blue Leg Uber. He went down fucking with Puffy. What are we talking yeah. about? He did, he did, you know, he did show up like he had to, you know, drive at eight and then uh, wop, bop, a loop, pop at nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Like, he was there. <laughs> he had to meet you at the trap, but after he did his perm and did his driving, and that's fine. It's going down. It's definitely going down. It's going down. It was a lot. God, and the thing about it is, is I really love Young Jugs first. Bless him. Okay. Did you just fucked up a lot? I'm so glad Mary J is all right. By no, by no. Because it. Can we flip what we just said, though? Can we flip what we said? And all of the things that we just gave positive about Diddy, it's all of the fucked up shit that happened to everybody else because of Mary J. (laughs) (laughs) She done catapulted this nigga to a place where he could just just do whatever the fuck. (laughs) Squander people's dreams. Mary J is the reason. <laughs> Yo, she the is the reason. You ever work with the only one that's straight, and everybody else so weird. <laughs> 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 okay, so Hi, listen, what this a- is not about Diddy either. By the way, this is not. This is not. One, I'm trying to reel it in. He did executive produce it though, and this he's in it, and he. This is usually what happens before we press go. <laughs> so welcome. Um, the documentary comes in and she says something that is like, literally from then on, like I was like, I was tuned in. I was locked in. She says success comes when you are successful inside. Right. And how many people do we like look at on TV or look at on social media that looks like they have it the fuck together and they hella don't and we be so fucking hard on ourselves for just being regular ass people and just going through the same kind of shit just on a different scale. It's fucking crazy. Um, y'all didn't really write no notes. Okay, 13 albums, right? She had 13 yeah. albums in total. Yeah. To me, the most important ones are the first two. Um, yeah. uh, my life is 25 years old, I think now. 25, yes. 26? And that's, yeah, 25. It's, at the time that this documentary came out, it was, yeah, was 
Yeah. So I think it's 27 the, now. Right. So at the time the documentary came out, it was 25 years. And that's kind of why we are doing this, why this documentary is being filmed. They're kind of because I guess what people don't know is she has all these albums. And so she really has not performed any of the material from my life, I guess, because it was such a sensitive thing for her that she really had not performed any of it. So when we see right. her doing these performances that are cut in into the documentary, these are this, this is really some of the first time she's performed these songs since she was doing promo for the album when it came out. Oh, wow. Right. Real shit. Um, I so, about it, we were singing about the dancery for a minute and never seen nothing else at the goddamn shows. You're right. <laughs> we were just in the dancery. We were just we in the dancery. And the holleration was over there. Like, we really wasn't like we taking a look at our lives. And shit, in, the, like. in the windows of the dancery, waving at the hateration and holleration. Because <laughs> it couldn't get in. Outside. You better Don't ruin my good time. Um, so. Go ahead. No, I just said. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, she she kind of she at the beginning we kind of like go back into like where she like became like the person that she is today, like how she fell in love with music and stuff. And one of the songs she said that used to like really stick out to her was uh, "Everybody Loves the Sunshine." I forgot who sings it, but my yes, "Everybody the Loves my the Roy Sunshine." Ayers. By Roy Ayers. Yeah. Yeah. You can have in the sunshine. Everybody knows that song, right? Okay, so um, that was like the first song that like really connected her to music. Um, who else did she say that really inspired her? Uh, like basically, like what the Anita same Baker. people everybody say? Anita I Baker, say Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Oh, for sure. That was Anita so. That like cutting where they were singing together, and she was telling her. Not oh to my cry. god! Oh my god! I wanted to cry. It was so beautiful. Bitch. I could really tell that she had an admiration for her like she in a way that though singing those songs by anita baker i feel like that saved her that brought her out of some of that darkness mm -hmm. that she's talking about which a lot so trigger warning for anybody that is suffering from any type of depression or maybe having some type of mental illness that they are working through a lot of this is discussing those types of things. So if this is going to be a difficult watch for you, we are just kind of letting you now know now because that is a lot of what this is about. Yeah, very much so. Um, so we could go back to like her parents and stuff, right? Um, her parents were divorced. Right. Um, she seemed to be a daddy's girl. Um, and then like most families, when that shit happens, sometimes there needs to be a relocation of somebody, right? So the mom and the kids, I think she's got a sis two sisters and a brother or one sister no, and a brother? At that, at that time, it was just her and her sister. Her and her sister, okay. But I do think she has a brother. The brother's yeah. the second marriage. The so second, the second step okay, Got you, yeah. got you, got you. So moved, uh, the mom and the two daughters uh, moved to like a super bad neighborhood. Slobum, right? That's the projects. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know what that's like, but I know what projects is like, so I get it. Like, like I'm saying, it's, it's, it's project. I mean, they're they're generally all the same. Like, right. very like you can't have no dreams here. Like, <laughs> you'll never you'll never leave from here. Like, very your life settle in. <laughs> yeah, very crabs in the bucket vibes. Yeah. Like for if real, truly. Ever been to the projects? Imagine like a shitty ass community college that has a dorm. 
But with like not most, not comparing not comparing the project buildings to a dorm room. No, <laughs> I'm not comparing to a dorm room. Is it because of the brick walls? <laughs> but, but think about like how community colleges that have dorms, how they're set up. That shit is like then their project, like you're just missing the hard ass, heavy ass doors. And like an extra door. Like that's like the, two doors in a project hallway. Door. And that and that whiff of like urine. Urine like anywhere. <laughs> Like it's you know it's bad when you're walking through a project <laughs> and you're like, I didn't smell no kiss today. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that should be a highlight, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and somebody who might have, you know, fucked somebody at a community college on a twin extra long bed. You better <laughs> tell me about the X, that twin XL. <laughs> to my knowledge, that's what I recall. He would, you know, he met me at the door and we walked in, and I was just like, uh. Well, I ain't on front. I went to uh. the door one time and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, I was like looking around, like you live here, like you pay to live here, and he was like, I didn't even know that community colleges <laughs> had dorms, y'all. Yeah, so like, let's start there. Like, some of them do, not all of them. Not but all they of do, them, no. Yeah, but they do have dorms. Those ones that you hear about niggas coming from out of state to go to that community college for some those niggas do. <laughs> they do, and the person in the person's bed that I was on definitely did that. So. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, shout out to you, sir. You are. I know your ass didn't graduate because you weren't going to class. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, sir. That nigga name was Mike from Winston Salem, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, okay, so terrible neighborhoods. What we getting at y'all? <laughs> like, very bad. Um, but she super looked up to her mom. Her mom always was in the house singing, dancing. Um, she was a nurse as well, just really just doing every fucking thing that she could to make sure that they, wherever they were, they were stabilized, right? right. But, um, well, no, we'll do that. So uh, then, of course, like when your parents be around you singing and stuff, you also feel inclined to do the same thing. Um, she never fucking um, cared who was around her. Um, she would just belt out shit just right. whenever, however, like, because it kind of made helped her zone out from being where she was and in right. the situation that she was in. So it's what she did. Um, she mentioned in the documentary how, like, she really loved to, like, sing and shit, but she could never really see her, like, she couldn't ever dream it. Like, it was, like, something that she could, like, that it could be more than just something her to help her block out the bad shit, Right. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, I think that right. really speaks to that mentality of being so beat down that you, you know, like it. I guess the the what are you so far in the forest that you can't see the trees? Like the forest is you having like you're you're so far in that you can't, and you're singing to block all of this out that you. Right. It's never occurred to you that you could sing to get out of this. Like this, where is you are out. And yeah, like, but I mean, a lot of that goes back to what she was saying at the beginning about, you know, if you don't are not good and successful on the inside, it doesn't matter what the outside is. It's never going to feel the way it looks to other right. people. Right. And and something you brought up when you said she was a daddy's girl, I think when because the transition of talking about her parents breaking up and then moving to the hood, and it kind of goes pretty fast. But I mean, I guess, you know, it's a self-explained story. But I think right. when she said, you know, my mom shouldn't be here. She shouldn't be going through this type of situation. She shouldn't have two girls in this violent environment. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be walking around feeling like 
that if I want something, somebody else is going to try to take it from me because they're just right. You know what I'm saying? I think all that's that, literally how it is in the projects. Like you yeah. really can't have anything. Like shit. And it's like when you, you really think anything. about it, when you think about that environment and how it really becomes that, it's like I feel like her going from having that brief moment where she remember being happy and remember listening to records with her dad and her parents are together and then they split. It's like when you don't know when you don't understand why you just went from an okay life to fuck. We fighting girls every day. I can't smile. Motherfuckers always do some other shit. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of that came from that as well. So she definitely said she never smiled as a teenager. Like, I mean, like, the pictures would back that up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the pictures would validate that that statement. Um. So I guess the good part of this is that she like was not shy and i think that's what made this kind of i mean not overnight success but literally kind of like it happened very quickly for her like mm-hmm. she, like she which i didn't know this was a thing but apparently you could go to the mall and record <laughs> songs yes yes you didn't know yes that was yes that was the never thing so many little bum kid little bum little niggas like used to make fucking demos and shit. go straight to the middle of the mall Nigga had like a 12 by 12 booth in the middle of the mall. He be sitting at the front. It's got glass. Everybody walking through the mall can see you recording your shit. You pay that nigga like $25. You just cut an album. <laughs> Ours was like more like into the mall, like like a, like a, against the wall. Like, like it wasn't a kiosk. But like, yeah. yeah. So you yeah, just was in a definitely. booth in the middle of the mall and everybody could see you. And you would just make you just, And you'd be like. Just yeah. in the mall, in the booth. <laughs> Yeah, see autumn know. Yeah. Like real shit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Y'all teach me. Y'all teach me. Y'all teach me. Y'all teach me. Y'all teach me some new shit every time we record this on. Y'all teach me something new every time we record. Because I have never. Never. Now, where I'm from in Northland, it was the middle of the mall. And then in Fairlane, though, the joint was in the corner. Fairlane was the more like, well to do more Northland was like niggas please come we losing money so they just put that shit like right there but yeah that's right. actually was a real thing 25 dollars when you 13 years old with a drink get that hot cassette cassette tape nigga <laughs> that is amazing they need to we need to defund something in the mall and replace and bring, it that, and bring that back I would love to see that in person that four by four <laughs> things into like the place where you used to take those pictures with those tacky backgrounds. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so now you already know how your brother's mind works. They had like hearts and shit in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever came up with the idea to make these things happen, 
Are they really the reason that anybody on Bad Boy? <laughs> we are going to Russian nesting doll this to death. Like, we're going to figure out who's the, who's the blame. We're going to figure out who's the blame. I digress. She makes this demo in the mall. And her stepdad apparently knows some people. And the stepdad hands the demo off. Yes. Um, so Jeff the Rant. demo, she's she's yeah. singing, yeah, Jeff Red. She's singing Anita Baker's Rapture, right? Right. Um, her stepdad gives it to his friend and he takes it to fucking Andre. Fuck Harold. Harold. Like that's it. Like, like, and that, that, literally, like that's literally it. He heard it and was it. like, I'm going to Yonkers. Like that nigga was like, Where's she at? Where's she at? Oh, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Like and just pulled up in Yonkers in his bands and his fucking coke outfit. And, <laughs> right. Right. and she was like, bitch, you finna get robbed. Come upstairs. <laughs> like she said, I felt safe for him. <laughs> like she was like, nigga, you know, you know, you know what that feeling feels like. Yeah. To like have like invite your friend over to a place that you know they not gonna fuck that they know they don't think it's kosher. Like you like just hurry, just Come on, nigga, just come on. Okay, okay, we'll talk about him in the house. Can you just come inside? <laughs> just come inside and he got off the corner. Like, huh? <laughs> the first time somebody came to my house and was like, why you ain't got no porch light? I said, you asking too many questions. I got one. <laughs> and what? the wrong ones. You need to ask them fucking questions, first right. off. Yeah. Is my car going to be safe here? That's that same kind of feeling you get. Like, just come on in the house. Like, yeah, you like, really yes. Get inside. Am I gonna be right. safe here? You will be safe if you come the fucking side and quit standing on the fucking porch with no flashlight. If you come inside where a bitch got a gun and control some shit, like we can lock the door, you'll be fine. Then we're, we're fine. <laughs> you want to have conversations on this dark ass porch? If you don't shut right, up, right, and don't look nobody in the eye. Don't look. Why you talking now? Don't. Why did, run, why did you run that red light? Because in Detroit, it's a stop sign, bitch. It's a suggestion, <laughs> sweetheart. Come on. Too much can happen in a stoplight. Okay, so <laughs> literally, that's it, guys. I don't. They don't really tell us like what the time span is, but to me, it felt like forty-eight to seventy-two business hours. Really? Like <laughs> because it was literally like they're talking about eighty-nine, the end of like whatever, and then the album comes out like ninety, like ninety-one. Yeah. Like, like, so like about she got much. signed, and like a year later, Mama had an album. Like, whatever. like, <laughs> yep. whatever the time frame is for other things to be happening in that shit. But oh, I love how just drinks come out of the fucking. They just come out the door for you. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, just, I just had that same Red Bull. This is the best. You, you and school's got the same shirt. We just had the same Red Bull. You, you got <laughs> Okay, so he came to see Marion Yonkers. Um, I just wrote that Andre came dressed to get robbed. Um, he went to her living room and basically was like, "Okay, sing." And she literally sat there and sang the entire Anita Baker Rapture album. Which like the whole, I don't because I don't got it. <laughs> I, like, I could never, I could never. I didn't, so I she could never. I love Anita. Before my stepfather died, his claim to fame was he dated Anita Baker in middle school. I'm like, yo, nobody, yes, the word. <laughs> I love when niggas see, hold on to minuscule. Honestly, did like he that. hold her hand because I too would like to hold his hand because he held me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, 
I'm asking all the questions. You did what and what happened? And how can I also do that? Like, I want to do that. Can I, can I date Anita Baker in middle school? <laughs> but, like, what was she like in middle school? <laughs> what was she like? What kind of pistols did she use? Did she have a trapper keeper? Do they have trapper keepers? Right. I feel like some uh, somehow she was still sultry. Like I don't like I don't know how. Like, I, I, I can't see. Yeah. That. <laughs> I can like I can't imagine that with a thirty year old face. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> is that spot on? Because like everybody in like that era looked fifty, no matter how old. Yes. They were. Like it's fucking it's insane. Like it's they true. all had like mustaches and like and, like it was a lot. Like everyone looked forty five. Like it was a lot. Real oh my god! I just imagine Anita being in middle school, like cutting out like shapes and shit, and like doing that. Like, what's she doing that? Like, taking the glue crap off and smelling the glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride it for you. <laughs> so, she did that. Andre was blown the fuck away. He told her that, bitch, you should be singing for royalty. What is you doing in Yonkers? Right. He said, um, <laughs> Exactly. He, come on, girl. Okay. So, um, she, the way the the documentary is broken up. It's broken up into like sections. So then this section that we kind of roll into is titled life can only be what you make it. Right. Right. Um, so Andre takes her to fucking, up, uh, uptown. Right? right. And she goes and sings acapella for puff daddy. Right. Right. Um, at the time puffy is dating and we, <laughs> shout out to us doing a documentary. We could call this nigga puffy. Hey. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> puffy was, um, was dating Justin's mom at this time. Misa. Her name was Misa. Right. Um, Misa. And, Misa. and her and Mary were like super, super tight, right? Um, well, they became friends or whatever. She like did her like fashion. Because what was happening back then is like, we have a young girl who's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I missed that. Wait, I got to put it back up. Spice Adam's run. Yes, yes, that yes, the run he playing in the background his videos. That's what I imagine Anita Baker doing while she cutting house shapes. Um, so, um, this is a time where like fashion houses weren't really fucking with like urbanish kind of like looks and feels. Right. Weren't really fucking with like super young people because it's like, well, what do you know about fashion and you ain't got the kind of money or like things like that. That's, that right. was the attitude that they were having. So it was very hard for like them to find a fashion house uh, for Mary. So Misa became that fashion house. Misa basically like created the iconic Mary J. Blige look that you guys know like from the nineties, like Misa created that because no one else like was the like, they just like in the boots and the pleated skirts. Yes. And I wanted yes. that so bad. Like I so wanted So bad, bitch, with the backwards hat. Yes, I, I wanted sport. so I bad. I seen in the sport the other day. Facts. I seen a chick in the sport the other day. I said, what the fuck is going I on? I may just have to be Mary J. Blige for Halloween because I just Amen. can't take it. Like. I, we should all I take know. a different era and like we should get a group of yes. people. Yes. 
I'm gonna put this in the group chat for the for the the podcast happy hour girls. <laughs> Pick a Mary, any Mary. Okay, so uh, <laughs> literally Mary go round. <laughs> okay, so um yeah, so basically at that time there were other R and B singers, but like there was no body that was doing it like. Okay, I'm gonna have tennis skirts on. I can see you in a tennis skirt. I can see you in a tennis skirt. She's from the Midwest. You know, tennis skirts back then. That's every chick we went to high school with. That's all they wore. Yes. What's the four? I'm trying to tell you, like, those first two albums, man, like, really, really, like, and the fashion and the style and what's the 411, like, it was, that was very crazy. Different, especially, I guess, to the mainstream. And so for Black people, it was, you know, this is dope. It's cool. It's something that we are, we haven't seen, right? We always, even, we, we're still having this conversation today, right? Representation right. matters. Right, right. And Mary J. Blige at 19, because keep in mind, guys, she was 19 when all of this happened. She's a right. teenager. She's 19 years old. And really, she's just kind of the face of what like all of these black girls are are feeling and looking like they're like, I I, you know, there's like a little part cut in where the girl was like, I connect with Mary J. Blige through her music, and I just want to hug her and talk to her, and I feel like I know her. And I feel like that was why her music resonated with so many people. Shit. It felt Hell like yeah. they knew her. They felt like this looks like a person that lives next door to me, or somebody that I went to school with, or the girl I hang with, you know, on the weekends. It it felt very close to them. Yeah, right. authentic and some shit that you could see if I open up my front door, like right. or if I look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and like, like you say, representation matters because dudes was already doing it. it. Was nothing to hear the struggle, and 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 in the sense of. Living in the same community, a woman could relate to that part of the struggle. But to see a woman talk about what women go through, wear the same style that you know what I mean. So yeah, like that right. shit really, you know, like shout out to Mary for being the 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 the, the vehicle, and shout out to Misa for having the fucking vision. Because man, like and that shit is timeless. That shit is time. Like I don't care what nobody say. Like people are still like making some types of like versions of those outfits. Like and shout out to Lisa Hilton because she has had fucking staying power to know that they were teenagers and she was trying out those fucking looks. And Misa Hilton will still put you together a fucking look today. Listen. In 15 like, minutes. Do you hear listen, what I'm saying? Shout out to her because she has had serious staying power in the industry, and that is just a testament to what good work this team did is it mary j blige that is giving all of these niggas the glow is what i'm trying to ask y'all mary listen and and the crazy part about it is is you think about how insane that is all of these people have such beautiful things to say about their experience with mary we already did we already mentioned it (laughs) (laughs) she gave to them and how much she enriched their lives and she still felt like it wasn't enough like, like yeah. she was giving this light to everyone around her, and she still felt all this darkness. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I think when you feel, when you're in a place and you don't understand yourself, you don't. When, especially again, when she's when she, when you when like y'all said, it happens so fast. So it's happening, and you're doing it, but you still just yesterday was in a mind frame of this shit would never happen to me. You know what I'm saying, and I think that's why she didn't understand the joy and the and the love that the why everybody showed, or just the 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 energy that everybody received off of her, was because right. she still was somewhere in her head like, 
you know, like she said, when she told, when Andre told her, like, oh, we, we about to do this. She was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Okay. The fact that this nigga done pulled up in your project, that 72 business hours, like you said, like, none of that was enough to make her believe the shit was going to happen. And even while it was happening, she still was like, eh, I don't know. At any moment, all this shit could be gone. And yeah, so like, when she couldn't trust herself to enjoy it because she felt like it was all going to be taken away. Yeah. Everybody knew a- she was the, the start of something new and in, 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 in a face for women, but she didn't believe it. She know? didn't At see it. Yeah. So speaking of uh, nothing, she couldn't find anything that made her feel happy or feel good like she did. Um, it came in the for- form of Casey from Jodeci. Yeah. I, I, I hate that for yeah. her. I hate that for her. Casey singing. <laughs> like why you why you acting behind though? Like, right. <laughs> you know you, you know, the Stevie song, but come on, bro. And you know the crazy part? Like I did, I know this is unrelated, but the thing that always like kills me about like Casey and JoJo and Jodeci is that like there's like a whole generation of white people that are our age, and the only song they know is like all my life. Like they do not know yes. that. Oh my were, god! And I hate that. I hate that song. I hate it so we much because TRL every motherfucking minute. Yes. Every minute of every second of every day, and I was like, dear God, I hate this song. Like a minute we realize. There's so much more. There's so much more. You are the only one, my everything. I'm sorry. It's just we 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 calling the fucking. You making the dog nervous? We calling the hell. She don't like it. <laughs> Get this Listen. dog away from me. Y'all want a dog? She's free. That's uh, <laughs> mine. You can take her. She's free. That's man. So listen, I will never compare Joe to see the Jagged Edge in any like ever way because clearly they killed Jagged Edge. But that song is the equivalent to Let's Get Married in the sense of Let's Get Married is the dollar store version of a motherfucking song. Like you see, first of all, I know you saw Kyle Players wouldn't tell you this. He said, he said, he said, bitch, we ain't doing nothing else. Let's get married. Bitch, what you doing tonight? Nothing. I mean, you ain't got nothing going, bitch. Let's get married. Let's get married, bitch. I settled for you. Listen to the don't do this because I like I like jagged edge, but don't, don't do this. Don't do jagged, this. Jagged edge make people. Jagged edge makes music. <laughs> they make prison promises and bitches that take them to heart. Like what are you talking about? Like jagged edge makes they make prison promises music. Like damn bitch, you've been putting money on my commissary for twelve years. When I get out, I guess we can get married. Like that's jagged. Jagged Edge makes music for niggas that be on uh, uh, Love After Lockup. Okay, let's move on. If Lil Scrappy could sing, he formed a new Not, not, not. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> 
Okay, so KC, guys. That black ass nigga there was was fucking up the queen. Okay, but they have some things and they have some things that were similar though. They both kind of like he grew up in the church, but they all kind of they both kind of grew up like not in like the super best situations, like and both using music as an outlet. So she used she like not only did she like was she madly in love with him. But she also used him as a like a level to achieve or to like be at. Right. She uh, admired and was like looked up to him and his fucking vocal skills like so fucking much, you know? Right. Which is good. I'm glad yeah. she learned something. Yo, when you look at him, you can understand why. Look, I'm trying to be nice here because I don't domestic violence is not something that I I'm so sorry. No, I know, like, I know. I'm, I'm it was just because nice I want to like He's... I want to be ugly, but I understand the situation, so I was just like, you know what? Right. Yeah. That's the, do you know that's the one domestic violence issue in all of like our like history of music where we take the heart that it's not swept under the rug? But you don't hear KC get dragged like a lot of niggas get dragged. You know, yeah. but yeah. I mean, they, well, I mean, in their defense, they, they were, were like highly like they were smoking enough crack to oh, they yeah. were doing all of the drugs. Like, like, like I, 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 I want to drag you, but can I drag you? Like, you were doing enough drugs to tranquilize like a fucking stable of horses. Like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> like, were you in your right mind for any of it? Like, that's why. That's why. That's why the ends of uh, fucking uh, Jodeci songs would be so long and shit, nigga. Because he's they be forgetting it's supposed to be over and shit. He got dragged by cocaine. He did. He did drag him. You're correct. He, I they think did, like, they, Alvin, did. Alvin? they might still be dragging him. Is what I've heard. So. I, I mean, the last time we saw him, Dog, he was he he was picking lately? up. Huh? Have you heard him in JoJo lately? Why are we hearing him? For I what? What I seen them niggas on for one. JoJo got like the saggy face, you know what I'm saying? And like, they sound horrible. Casey sound like he been smoking like a pack of Newports a day. Okay, that's how he sounded on that video where he uh he stole uh the chicken from the girl. <laughs> Remember when he came and took the, the chicken leg out the uh, bucket? <laughs> Yo, before we move on, can we point out the fact that when they introduced Casey into this documentary, they showed that picture of him where he looked like Randy Watson from fucking coming to America. They surely did with that Jerry Crow and everything else. And they didn't have to do that man like that. Because he definitely <laughs> looked better than that. They they popped him up there and they had a nigga looking like the, the villain in every Tyler right. Perry movie. And I was like, y'all didn't have to do that. And also, Tyler Perry made an appearance in this. And I just wrote in my notes, like, why the fuck is he here? Guard. Nice man. Okay, I can accept Nas being Nas there. was another reason why why I came up with the confetti with the confetti conversation we had before because I was like, this nigga's fifty, but still, <laughs> right? Listen, so they all look great for fifty. Yeah, everybody, everybody looks great for fifty. They look like amazing. amazing. I guess that's what um, money does. listen. I guess that's what money does for you. Amen. Because I would like to have enough money to look like that at fifty two. Right, truly. Oh. So, guys, as we said, everything is moving super fast for her. When she's with Casey, at first, it uh, it all kind of, it's like the only thing that's like helping her feel grounded and helping her like be able to catch her balance. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was scared of her like her this new reality that she was living in. So it was Casey, alcohol, coke, whatever the fuck, right? Like that's just and Burger King and Burger King. <laughs> So this next uh, part was called You Should Never Fake It. 
Um, and this is where the relationship goes bad, basically. Um, I thought it was interesting that she said, not that she said it, but that it was a thing, um, that she, the one of the main issues in their relationship was the fact that he didn't want her to feel or be bigger than him. I, mean, I think that is the issue with a lot of relationships. Talking. Not with scared for their women to be bigger than them because then you're not looked at as a man. At least that's what they think. Yeah, I mean, I think that is about, a lot of think, You're thinking about the patriarchy of the 90s, too, where music, hip-hop was the leader. And for R&B, I mean, shit, especially when niggas got to singing about real love again, like, and, and that, that 90s love, like, Jodeci is the reason H-Town had a fucking chance. Think about what everybody was singing about, you know what I mean? So, when when you got a woman like this and she came on by storm, she by herself, nigga. You with your brother and your you, I'm mad you said H Town, like H Town got more than two songs. Like you know what I, 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 that's songs? What I, like, that was I don't remember. Uh it was she it was uh knocking the boots and they like it slow. What else? What else? That, Go that, ahead. Again, they had it. <laughs> oh, I said, baby, I don't know. I had that tape with one on the A side and one on the B. I don't know. <laughs> you know <it's> <laughs> Those are the two songs probably. Two songs on the <laughs> girl, I don't know. R&B is with the sporty themes were the hip hop. So I'm not oh my God. saying this like that. I'm just Love saying they had it Oh, sport thieves. Good lord. Oh. Was that supposed to be a play a, a play on 40 Thieves? Yeah. Oh, uh, I just 2021. All right, hard well, time. Hard girl, time. never heard of it. Oh, know. yes. Yes. Okay, three songs. Three songs. You don't remember the Sporty Thieves from back in the hard day? Hard time lover. Huh? You don't remember them niggas from back in the day? I remember Sporty Thieves, but I just oh. it just hit me right now that, that they, they were supposed to be like Oh, that's why you said 2021. Oh, yeah, you was, you was today yeah. years old when you realized. Today years old when I realized that's what they was doing. I was like, this is a stupid-ass name. <laughs> yeah, I just, there are, that's, it's very patriarchal. And it's I just, counted three. I'm sorry. <laughs> you so said we should excuse Ike Turner's behavior. Them niggas didn't have five hits. They had three. Five hits? No, baby. <laughs> you, you fucking pushing it. Now, I was willing to, I was willing to give you three, but you're doing a motherfucking lot. Five. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like I feel like these other H-Town songs that niggas are just songs so that niggas like. They're not hits. They're not American songs. <laughs> well, y'all fucking playing in my face. Y'all playing in my <laughs> face. They, ain't why, Autumn, why? they just songs. Because Sporty Thieves are good. That's why. Listen, niggas who believe, niggas who believe okay. they shall have five. No, oh, okay, no, okay, thank you. That and was that was on the soundtrack. <laughs> that was the soundtrack music. Right. I don't know if we count. Do we count those? Because like they I don't have five hits, girl. They got three, two of the possible. It's a spade hand. They got two of the possible. <laughs> now enough of that. They don't goddamn this is H town. Look. And it's a weak spade. It's a weak spade player because that nigga said two and two possibles. They were niggas. No, no, absolutely not. Nope, we're not doing that today. Um, hey, listen, niggas who think I got to get this out. Niggas who think A Town had five hits also agree with Taylor Swift that Kanye didn't make her famous because we all come on now. I'm not gonna do this. Taylor Swift. When she did, I like, did too. Like I like, I like Taylor Swift. Now listen, I'm not gonna sit here. Here's the thing. Kanye made her famous in the black community. We just gotta be honest about it. 
I think he. I made mean, her... my grandmother hated her from American Idol, so. I think she was she was she was very yeah that's how that's where people really knew her from was from American Idol he, yeah and that's the thing like Taylor never Swift, seen that chick until I dated a white chick once and she played that bitch and I was like oh this is a one hit wonder and then years later Kanye did what the fuck he did and I was like oh but at that point she wasn't that's a one hit wonder <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing like she took black people but she wasn't a one hit wonder wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that that that's the wild part of all of that like. <laughs> He did, in fact, but he did make her black famous. You I made right. that bitch famous. He did make her black famous. He didn't make her white people famous. He made. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> no. But, um, okay, my world. Is yeah, I just it was a lot of shrinking herself down and dimming her light for a man, and that made me very egregiously, un irrationally angry. So mm -hmm. I just kind of had to pause and walk away from the screen before I threw my like remote edit because that is some shit. But it is something yeah. that I think most women at some point in their life have had to deal with whether it be from you know it and it sucks yeah, just keep talking just <laughs> <laughs> she might, i don't know um but yeah i just feel like i think for most women at some point in your life you have done something that may not be on that scale of mary j blige and fucking KC, but you have dumbed right. yourself down or made yourself less smart or not or pretended to be interested in shit that you weren't interested in all mm -hmm. because this is what you're told you have to do to keep a man happy to have someone love you and when you're looking for someone to love you and that love you're you're looking for it in the wrong places you'll do anything whether it's it, rational or not, it. forget it, to keep it. I mean, she talks about that, how looking back on it, all of it was irrational. She doesn't know why she stayed there. She doesn't know why she mm -hmm. dealt with the abuse, but you do it because you want to feel loved. And when you feel like there is nobody else that will love you, when you feel like you are unworthy of the love and, and affection from other people, then you're willing to just stay there and deal with the devil you know. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. So... As the relationship is souring, um, this is where four guys. So remember how we said how quick it happened? What's the four one one is already out. Right. <laughs> right. So they bought the gear for um, album <laughs> So we're we're starting studio sessions for my life now. Um, I like that Mary says that she likes control in her sessions because um, to me that means that when she's putting out music, whether you like it or not, it's authentically her. And she's not letting other people tell her story. You know what I'm saying? Right, she, like don't she's, a, she don't got a, far, a farm full of motherfuckers contributing one line a piece to the goddamn song. Right. Like these people do now. Like, right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It definitely did. I agree. But, um, so we're on the part now where the, it's called say what's on your mind. Um, and this is kind of where I think that Diddy and her relationships really solidified here. Um, she, they, she's going through it with Casey. He's breaking up with Misa. Um, they're just both like emotionally and like mentally in like a real bad place, right? Um, and he tells her to sing her pain, right? Um, and she does like that whole fucking album is just like 
like if you're in a mood, like that, you can be very gut wrenching. Like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not, a lot of. If you on the edge, it's not the one to listen to. It's definitely I, not at all. Okay, for of course, for you know constructive purposes, and halfway through, I was like, nah, let's, let's turn this off. <laughs> right. Yeah. What up, Sam? Yo, one thing That's I want to bring up, which I thought also played a part into it, that show that looked like TRL, nineteen ninety two. They asked KC, was there an engagement? And he was like, nah, you know, KC ain't never Yeah, he blatantly denied her. Yeah, and they asked, they, they showed that clip in front of Mary, you know what I'm saying? We are done with this. <laughs> and I do say three. Three is what we got. That's it. That's it. They it say two on the possible. I'm giving you three. That's it. He's being very generous here, so I feel like we should move on. Um, so yeah, they're on this show, and he's just like, "Nah, Casey ain't getting married." Blah blah blah, which I'm sure is the shit that they tell them to say in order to sell records or whatever. But you're in a high profile, high profile relationship with the fucking sued whatever of R&B like that. You know, the lady who has the hottest R&B album in the fucking mm -hmm. country. And y'all doing, I mean, and then like they keep interspersing these pictures of them. So they're doing like magazine shit, like shit together. Like people know you're in a relationship. While, he, while he's blatantly denying that right, they're like it's not serious. like it's a secret. Like it's not a fucking secret that you're dating this lady. And you're right. acting like, <laughs> no, we're not ever getting married. I don't know what the fuck she does. And then, I mean, and, and you could tell she was visibly hurt by yeah. it. Yeah. You could tell she was hurt. Like if she could have just I taken would, off that goddamn mic and walked away and been like, "Nah, I'm good. I want to do this shit." Would've. Absolutely. That was the total face but of embarrassment. And she just was like, "I don't have, I don't have no comment, and let's move on." Like I'm not doing this. She so. just totally saved face because honest to God, if that was me, I'd have been like, "Y'all can go ahead and cut these cameras. I'm right back." <laughs> and I'd have been like, "Where's that nigga?" Because right, now right. it's time to get this on out the way because we're gonna have to right. settle some shit. Cause that's the number exactly. one rule. You're not gonna fucking embarrass me. You can do a lot of goddamn shit, but embarrassment is at the top of the list. And that one we don't do. Thank you. I mean, nigga is kneecap. You, you really would have had to do it. Like the number one like, rule is don't fucking embarrass that's me. That's the, that's that's the unspoken rule in every black fucking and don't every fucking, fucking relationship. Don't fucking embarrass me. Embarrass and, once, and once I'm embarrassed, it's no going back because now I got to try to explain why I let you live to my mama, my daddy, Come my on. cousins, my Come grandpa. What like, hell no? No, Come I'm not gonna on. do that. Nope. Oh. Nope, nope, not doing Can't that. Can't do it. Can't do it. On national TV, that'd have been cause enough for me to push him out the goddamn elevator. So God bless her. Ooh. Ooh. I still have my foot on his goddamn neck. So God bless her, because today we <laughs> could still be gasping for air twenty-five fucking years later. Absolutely. He'd still be, yeah, I, I, would have, I would have my my boots up to my navel on, and I would still have that bitch my on boots up to my neck. And I still have <laughs> listen. Line here on one side, copper on the other, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you know tennis skirt, me, tennis skirt on, ready. Let me let me find out. That's what happens to his vocal cords. But anyway, so um, JoJo's ex, uh, his brother's ex. So, I don't know. Uh, oh, I just wrote. Was JoJo's it Melissa? I feel like she was a Melissa, or was no? I don't know. Shout out. Why y'all trying to figure that out? That the same earrings Mary wore in this motherfucking documentary is the same earrings on the cover of my life. Where's yeah? That's the oh shit! Thing. I didn't even realize it's that. Not the That's same. Amazing. Very similar. Very uh, similar. Yeah. Hey, 
I'm he a dude. He a dude. So he like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but listen. Yes, Mary stomp on his neck. And now and from now on, that is what I'm gonna call it. It's the Mary J. Blige stomp on the neck. That's what you call it. <laughs> uh, you know how like when you make when you like super amazing, there's that one thing that God gotta like leave out. And as dope as Mary was, is that why why she can't dance and she got the Mary stomp? Like let, he's let, like Mary can yeah. dance just the same, you know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> we all have to have something. The Lord didn't give me a any ass, and so He knew. <laughs> we all have Lord. something. So, yeah, it's always something. Something one of us don't have. Okay, so during all this time, while he's on fucking TV, blatantly ignoring and ignoring their relationship and doing all this other stuff, JoJo's ex tells a story of how. Um, one day, or how sometimes niggas didn't even know what was wrong with him. Like, and he how one day he just he just came over, and Mary was there, and he just literally just came over explicitly to beat her ass in front of people. Like, so there was no none of these people felt like they should call the police. Nope, not nope, not one person. They just let and her nobody get beat up. everybody it's attesting to seeing these ass beatings, but ain't nobody tried to help, ain't nobody tried to intervene, ain't nobody tried to call the police. So I mean that's nice that they're here in this documentary because they wouldn't get to be in my documentary. Like, what you mean? Bitch, you like that? <laughs> like, the- I'm not condoning this shit, but it, it's it's kind of the same reason of why niggas knew R. Kelly was fucking kids and nobody said shit. Some people are afraid of your stardom. And they're afraid that if you go down, or I go down. I, lo- I lose my house now, my money. my And it's fucked up. I'm not condoning it. And we come from a time, too, where what goes on between this man and woman ain't got shit to do with you. And I think some people use that shit as a crutch. Because you're right. Your brother there, your niggas is there. Everybody's there. Wait, Nobody's wait. stopping. Scoots. We know it's on crack. We know. <laughs> <laughs> We know it's a crack. We know. Just say we will wobble, but they don't fall. Don't. <laughs> I don't have crackhead strength, but the least I can do is be like, "Look, you ought to get the fuck out of here. Like, you're not gonna beat her here." I mean, and, and, not, and I get it. not here. And listen, I get it because a lot of times you intervene in people's shit. Y'all know how they're gonna act. You're not trying to get your ass beat. You're trying to jump right. in. So I understand up to a certain point. But I'm not going to sit there and watch you beat somebody's ass in front of me. Like, look, bro, you. You might beat her ass at your house, but you're not gonna beat her ass at my house. Like I literally can't have it. Like, <laughs> at the bare minimum, like I'm not gonna sit no, there and watch you beat somebody ass in front of my coffee table. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like you gotta have a little respect for me and my. Like you shit, a like. little, like the fuck. Now I gotta look you in the eye. She got on shades because you done black both. Her. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Absolutely. But but here is something else to think about. Think about how hard, like, in love she was. And, like, how insecure she felt and how literally nothing else felt normal to her for some reason. For some reason, but him and that chaos and that fucking chaotic ass shit. And so it was very, she she even said it. It was very hard for her to fucking leave, like in that situation. So even if. She laid herself down to be with that through the beatings, through the drugs, through the the, the mental shit. To be with him. I made myself smaller just to To be be with him. him. She just shrunk her. 
to fit in. To fit to fit in where she could get in with him. Like, okay, y'all. And that's the I part know. that part made me cry. Like I, yeah. I felt horrible. Because like I said, I think women have done that. I have done that. I have shrunk mm-hmm. myself for a person. I have been with someone who who beat me, threw me downstairs. I've been with someone who choked me to the point that I think that man thought he killed me. And so it was just hard to see that. But I understand. And I think a lot of times when it comes to domestic violence, people say things like, oh, why don't you just leave or why don't you walk away? But this person has beat you down, not only physically, but mentally to the point to where you you don't think that you deserve anything else. You have a way to go. You don't think that you deserve anything better than what you're getting from that person. It's fucking trash, but it fucking happens, (sighs) y'all. But all right, I just gotta sh- break up this really quick. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. I have a hard, I have a very hot take. I don't know if I'm gonna let's, let's hear it. Let let <laughs> I'm going down. Performance was so terrible. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they do, they do beat you down mentally first, and I'm glad you brought that up because they cut to that, and then I was like, Lord, I ain't gonna. Make Walk away, and then she cut it, and mom ain't saying none of the words. And listen, then I was like, "What is she doing?" And then all of a sudden, I felt like, "I can't, I gotta burn it, burn it down, let it burn, 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 burn." Look, the first time I heard that song, I think I saw the video at the same time. Okay, yeah, let's let's. About the original way it was recorded. Yes, let's do that instead. One of my my favorite memories is hearing her voice come on, and it was just it was so beautiful. So when I saw it, it's so so, and crisp and clear. Yeah, it's right there. You ever been watching something and you like, oh, this good. I really gotta go to the bathroom, and then something happened, you be like, this some bush. And that's when you go to the bathroom. As soon as that shit happened on the document, I think I went and door dashed or something. Like, what the fuck happened, Mary? Like, that shit Listen. was horrible. <laughs> Listen, I, it was terrible, Otto. I don't know. Sorry, shit. I am so sorry. <laughs> I just want to preface this with a PSA. I have never told a single one of you that I was shit. Like, I have never told y'all that. Consistently <laughs> said that I was not just in case. I never gave y'all that idea. I never said that I was shit. I know how I am. Is amazing. That's like the one part where I was just like, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I think I was watching it and I just put my pen down. Like I was sitting there enthralled. I was holding the pen up, chewing it, and then she got to singing, and I said, "That was not the fuck it." So I don't know. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. That song, right? Because uh, this, just because we're talking about that fucking performance, but that song, it it feels like your sister or like your mom or like somebody that you love, a woman that you love so much, and like you're like they called you over and like this is what she got to tell you, right? And it's like you sit down and she's like, "Nigga, time on my hands," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, what he do?" Like, are you, are you like. You get a phone call, you like, hello? And then you just yeah. 
ถ้ามามาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวมาเฮดว้าวเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่า
You know what I'm saying? In the sense that they go through the same shit that people with no money, people with six figures, people with five. Everybody has their mental issues, their relationship issues, their everything. And a person like Mary was able to just put that shit so much on the forefront that you were able to recognize it. You like you said, you can't we can't relate to the money and the going here and going there and all of that shit. But she was able to show us that she still was going through regular people's shit on a daily fucking basis. That's Mary. Well, that's Mary. And I don't think that's and I think that is a really what has been the staying power of Mary J. Blige. We said like 11 albums. Uh, 13. 13. And I think that has been the staying power because even I've listened to some of these. I don't think I've listened to in their entirety, but I just don't remember there being a a space and a time where Mary was singing about how she had all this money and her Rolls Royce. It's always been very authentic. It's always been very much about her struggles and about her what she's feeling and that mm-hmm. is why she has had such staying power because it has always been very emotional and very personal to her all of the music over the span of 13 albums it right. is never and so many times we see artists where we start one place and the music evolves but it evolves to something that we can't relate to jay-z and is a perfect example right and i i, I didn't want to bring anybody up but oh, <laughs> jay-z is a perfect example of that guys <laughs> Yeah, like we, we, yeah, we, we got from one place to a completely different other one. And I mean, I can ask people, oh, your tax bracket changes and you sing about different stuff. And I get that. But I think there's a way to make music and still be relatable. And Mary is really the person that has done that extremely well. Yep. She really has. We have been able to follow her on her journey of self-enlightenment and, and, you know, regaining self-esteem and her growth for music, but it's never mm-hmm. inauthentic or like she's changing to a completely different person. Right, but- exactly. While she was definitely riding in Maybox and all of that good shit, she was still tuning and channeling into some, some shit that we can all relate to. Like, yeah. and, that, and, and that's something that she kind of just kept saying, like, she doesn't, like, she wants people to know, like, you know, like you're not alone. Like there is somebody else exactly like you. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe on a different level, maybe in a different place, but like there is somebody that is going through the same thing you're going through, has gone through it, just came out of it, but it's a thing and it's fucking real. And I think um, we got a lot of that throughout the, you'll see that interspersed throughout the documentary. There absolutely has like these meet and greets with fans. And there's, I think at some point there's a listening party where they're listening mm-hmm. to my life. And these people are kind of talking about how it touched their lives and how it impacted them. And you tore me down, bitch, tore me down. And I think what's so interesting about that is that you can look at Mary's face and you can see that it still impacts like mm-hmm. I, and I think that is again why people love her and the music so much because she's these people are coming up to her and telling her, you know, you you saved my life, you mm-hmm. kept me from killing myself when I I thought about you know th- jumping off the ledge or I thought about whatever mm-hmm. it was. Wasn't I, I it, about, wasn't it my life they was listening to and she was like, it was my life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was some parts of it where she could not like parts of the documentary where she's listening to it with other people and she couldn't even like she could get she couldn't get the words out. She couldn't even listen to it. Right. Like and that like fucking powerful, bro. These people were saying, you know, you you saved me. Not literally, like not and not in the way where oh, you know, your music was with me through it. Like she literally saved my life. (laughs) 
And then they would say that and she would hug them, but you could see in her face that she was holding back tears because she carries a lot of the, the that young 18 year old girl, that 19 year old girl, the little her inside of her. And she says yeah, that she, she says does what she does to protect them. Right. And so when fans come up to her and give her these stories, I, you can see in her face that it still impacts her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if we really had to like sit and break down, if you just take all the music in the world, if, if this really could be done and you took the top 10 most memorable albums, my life has to be in there somewhere. Like that is one fucking album that since, since its conception, I mean, it's talked about, it's honored, it's, you know what I'm saying? It, there, you didn't even have to have a 25 year celebration for this album for it to be appreciated. It's always sure. just been what it is. You know what I mean? And I think the love for it is gonna always stay the same. And so, yeah, sure. just like we were talking about with her impacting the the, the fashion, just in you know having a career the type shit. If we really think about it, like like y'all, you know, um, um, may mention to she was representation for black women and. Mm-hmm. From then till now, everything she sung about on that album, that's somebody that went through it or is going through it. You know what I mean? And that album stands the test of time. Like, like I don't know if y'all seen that in the group text. Tar- when I said Taraji Henson is fucking... <laughs> Tar- it's, Taraji is her. Jay and Mary J can act, okay? Like, and I, I hate it that you said... I, I don't disagree, but I hate it that you said that because I just begrudgingly watched Acrimony and I... That makes well, me not agree. Well, well, baby, why would that movie is so terrible. Well, baby, why would because you- it's okay. Because first of all, it's so fucking terrible. But why would why? you person like why would you personally go out of your way to seek out acrimony? I didn't watch it. I didn't. First of all, I, I somebody made me watch it. You said that you went looking for that. Like, no, I didn't go looking for it. Somebody made me watch it. Why did they do? And, do they not love you? Listen, anybody I, sometimes I wonder. Like I think so, but like sometimes I wonder. Um, it was a, a hate watch. It was a hate watch. It's fine. And like it's so bad. Like she was so fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. Like she just fucking embarrassed herself. I don't know. You know who made me watch it? Why would you watch? Yeah, you guys know who made me fucking watch it. <laughs> because I just, I just, me and Tyler Perry movie just can't. And I just Hold can't. He'd be like, of course. was the one where the dude. He, he well, finally she got had to be levitated onto a fucking boat. Yes. Yeah, where he got his shit yes. together finally and left her and bought the mama house back and all that shit, right? And that still wasn't. Well, not. Hold on, hold on. Not left her. No, she, she left. left that's she right. put him out. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. was in fucking front of him out in front of her stupid ass sisters. Right. No, because no, the only reason I'm asking because I got to, I, I, I honestly, for a with the other second, movie. No, I got it confused with that movie that uh, what's the name was just in when Omar Epps or that nigga was. Talking oh, about. <laughs> I saw that shit too. <laughs> Wait, what is it? With Nia Long and Omar oh, Epps. Nia Long and Omar Epps. Listen, and Omar Epps is like he, he a hella. <laughs> For anybody that's seen that movie with Nia Long or Omar Epps, answer me this one question. What happened to the little light-skinned boy on the porch at the end? Please. The same thing that happened to Judy. He just... (laughs) Everybody in the movie that you know what happened to. You know what happened to them except for the... Is that <laughs> like a or something? 
Yes, yes, bitch. Okay, okay. okay. And they okay, the movie that they made three of in like one year, because then Michael Ely was like stalking fucking Sonai Lathan in another one. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, they right. made like they they had every nigga that ever was in a movie and they put them together and was like, you should stalk each other. Here, go. <laughs> <laughs> Like three directors somewhere, like nigga shit. I got a hundred on me. Fuck it. <laughs> was like Michael. E. Have the best like they literally had puzzle pieces with these people's names on. They was like Taraji, Sanai, Nia, Michael, right. Emily, Omar, right. Emily, Morris Chestnut, and they was it was like Mad Libs. They was just like writing in black actors' names. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> Making the same fucking movie over and over. Then they had one where Michael Eve was getting stalked by fucking by a white lady. By the, uh, the one from Million Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Hillary Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. I ain't never. I ain't never been. I ain't never been bored in my life by a stalker. How are you boring me? And I'm supposed to be on in suspense like this. <laughs> It was like you ever seen the reenactment? Like, are you committed to this fucking you, stalking? You like you really want this? You you're not really committed to this. Like, <laughs> you know the shit where the, I think it was on Dave Chappelle somewhere where they show like what really would have happened if Home Alone happened and the rapper yeah. like got the got the nigga and kicked his ass and all that shit. That's yeah, what watching that shit was like like Hillary like baby, let me show you how to really do this like bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You just you be like you want, you want to fuck with him and play victim, girl. You just want to you want to you, yeah. yeah you, like, you what's really happening? what's the name? Did a better stalker kind of crazy bitch than Hillary Swank? Uh, what was the bitch that was, that was in that horrible movie with Beyonce and Idris Elba? Oh, okay. Oh, I can't think of oh you mean Destination? I can't think. You of mean uh, Ali Lauder? Yeah, that uh, right. You better stay away from my man. Hi, I'm Beyonce, and you better stay away from Idris. And you better stay away from my man. I'm going to give you the same energy I gave you in Carmen in this thriller. Like this shit. <laughs> the same energy I gave you on my last album. Like, right. <laughs> and I'm Lion King. I am. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> you can stalk him, but he's checking the corner. Bitch, shut up. Somebody get this bitch out of here. Lord, okay, we okay. So, Mary's like, she's still here. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the part where it's, it's um, it, oh, she okay, we were talking about how she was trying to like kill herself, kind of, and then how she was staying away from her mom and stuff because she didn't want them to be around her while she was feeling the way that she was feeling or whatever. Right. And it just seemed like it, I know that all of this was just her, her being un, unable to address her childhood trauma, right? So right. Um, she she makes mention a couple of times she was molested. What is she doing, right? Like, <laughs> so anyway, I almost so, want to say her screen is frozen, but we know it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> she was. Oh, she was getting her wine, wine for. She was different for color wine, y'all. That is a different color of. Different <laughs> color. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the Snoop Dogg one. Listen, this one is good as shit. Like, wait a minute. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. So anyway, no, I'll so yeah, just wine once we're done. Anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. We were so just talking about how she was kind of unable to address her childhood trauma. She watched her mother get uh get beat in front of her. Um she was all she also makes mention a couple times that maybe around she was five years old that she was molested. Yeah. Um, and so it's just all kind of like just getting to her at this point, right? Right. Um uh then it's the section that's called You'll be at peace with yourself. I mean, we're basically done, really. Um, yeah, she made the. 
she made the decision uh, to choose life after, I guess, I just said, and stop chasing death because that's all she was damn doing. Yeah, like basically, she said she was sitting in her living room and she didn't sleep. And like it's Sunday morning and she like looks up and the windows open and she see clouds. Yeah. Me like PCP, but what the fuck do I know? Uh, I said, yeah, I said a trip. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of drug she's on. But she was acid is a great drug unless you. Listen, what I can tell you for sure, she was high as a motherfucking kite, high as eagle pits. Uh, she <laughs> was high as motherfucking eagle pits. But she got there and she realized, damn, this shit fucked up. I should really just choose to be better, and then she chose <laughs> to be better. Yeah. Um. And then that's when Tyler Perry showed up. And that's goodbye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know when Chris Rock said that he did the Rick Ross album because it was an apology that that we for some shit that we don't know about. Like I felt like that was the Tyler Perry shit because he was like, you know, because Mary could burn it down if she really wanted to. Like, what you doing all this dick riding for, Tyler? Let us find out that Mary is who got him up off the streets. Cause I was like, why? How the fuck do you know Mary J. Blige? Like, why do you know Mary J. Blige? Like, ugh. What if Mary knew Oprah before? <laughs> what if? What if grown? What if grown Oprah went? What if Oprah Winfrey was walking in Yonkers and <laughs> seeing my life one day? Right. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Tyler. He also. <laughs> I hate it so much. Honestly, I just thought I just thought that he just rolled with Siraji, y'all. Like I think right. she, I I she put her handbag like a chihuahua or something, like a Yorkie. Oh, shit. <laughs> like Siraji <laughs> being there made all the sense. Method Man being there made all the sense. Of course, her family. Nas, like you said, we'll accept it. But Tyler, what the fuck are you here for? Like, <laughs> Maybe did she did she like do a stage play? Like I don't know. I'm right, trying to make it make sense. His play? Right. Did, did I don't know. So I don't shit, remember. Wait, that shitty ass cop movie was that a Tyler? That's not a Tyler Perry movie, is it? I don't think so. But she was great in Umbrella Academy, so I'm not. Yeah, uh, she was. I liked her in Umbrella Academy. Okay, not great, but I liked her. Okay, I'll give you that. But she definitely was not great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, and then the last section was just my life in the sunshine. They saw they played Be Happy. I cried like it's just a lot. Like it was a lot. And then like I think at the beginning they were kind of talking about her all her accolades and they were talking about how she made a, a anthem for like women's empowerment. And I was like, is it just fine? Because my mama loves that song. Just fine, 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 fine. <laughs> my mom's jam. And I was like, yeah. this is so beautiful. That's that, that's everybody. That's everybody, Mama Jam. Shout out to Listen, Mama. Just, just, <laughs> Shout out to her. She's gonna be excited. She we gonna I'm gonna go see her like two weeks. We're gonna listen to we're gonna listen to just fine. I'm gonna give her that edible I bought in Colorado. She's about to be a blessing. She is uh, gonna be just fine, girl. Uh, <laughs> she is going to be just fine. <laughs> I can't wait to see your mama again because I'm coming with all the right things. <laughs> she wanted so the bad. things, but she didn't want to take the things on the on the plane. Right. Say what happened the first time I met VJ Mama, but the three of us know the story. And let's just say I can't wait to hang out with VJ Mama. Goddamn. Um, the one of the last uh scenes of the 
movie or the documentary is uh, her 50th birthday, right? Mm. And she's and she's like surrounded with by like Diddy and Andre and everybody. And Andre, I guess he had he had to have passed right after they had made this, right? I think it couldn't have been more than a year like after that. Colorado, all right. Drugs. That dispensary was a beautiful place, girl. Hey, Amen. <laughs> I didn't even smoke, and I was like, I see why y'all motherfuckers be running up in here. I see. Okay. <laughs> I understand the pill. I got you now. I understand. It was all for me. Shit, I was good as fuck. I'm sorry. I got but, the documentary on again. Why we? Why we fucking Oh no, you good. It's, it's it's great. It's great. But um, that's basically it though. Yeah, they had a birthday dinner, and I thought what was really cool when Diddy's like, "Oh, you didn't make any wishes," and she was like, "Oh, well, I don't make wishes. I'm just gonna say that whatever is supposed to." That is in store for me, or you know, my happiness that it will be, or whatever's for me will be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought I like that was that. dope. I, I I liked that too, and I was like, you know what? I I appreciated that. Maybe I will stop making birthday make wishes. wishes, right? Yeah, stop making wishes. Whatever is for me will will simply be, and I think that Very is a good way to look at. It. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good cheers to Mary. I hope that she is in a, a much better place, and I commend her on. Letting us be on this journey for her because I mean, let's face it, in like '91, we were small children, so yeah. It's not yeah. as if we were like teenagers in '91. Right. Right. So, right. I mean, I think that is again a, a testament to her staying power and just how timeless that album is because right. we're talking about it and we all have heard it and listened to this it. Nigga Scoots laughing, Scoots was, that nigga wasn't alive in '91, I don't think, was he? Scoots was alive. I feel like yes. He's at least 30, so I think so. Man. I think Scoots was born in 91. Like Scoots is trying to play you talking about you don't know who Mary no. Jones is. I, 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 remember, well, I remember when we were talking about because remember I brought up H Town when we was on H show and he was like, Oh, you had a different kind of house party. And I was He's at least that old, and I say that because my cousins were born in 88 and 89, and they're older than 30. They're like 32 okay. and 33, yeah, so he's at yeah. least that old. Yeah, you'd be like my sister was 32. born in 92, and she's 28. Yeah, you'd be 31, uh, 32 if you was born in 88, 89, something like yeah. that. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. But, I mean, we're right. still kids, so yeah, just shout out to Mary J. Blige, because that is some amazing staying power. That is some wild it shit. Really it. it really is. It really is. Who else besides really Dick was, you know, sucking the soul out of artists like a vampire has because <laughs> she wasn't on bad boy bad boy really is, what, bad boy is like a cursed it's like once a you contract. sign a bad boy contract like that's it right. that's how the lock <laughs> album starts you cannot escape the rape like that whole album is a fuck diddy album and like it, 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 the shit is literally, it's literally like a Harry Potter horcrux and there's like seven of those hoes and you gotta like stab the goddamn contract with like a poison fang and that's the only <laughs> thing that she was that's the only like, reason why she hasn't crumbled underneath and the influence Kim, of Diddy Little Kim and somebody was like oh well Little Kim was signed to Diddy I said no Diddy was her manager she was never yeah. signed to Bad Boy and she had a decent career that Diddy could never fuck up what is Scoots talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the commercial with the chicken on the thing. Oh, oh my God, it was so bad. Burn, so burn, 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 burn. He got a burn. Burn, burn, burn. Speaking of Popeyes, and this is way off track. But you just came on stage, was like, Kanye charging $50 for some chicken strips? The bitch, the lady from Popeye's, she better not be talking. I better walk back there and she better be in the head now. <laughs> 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 Don't tell me what's in it. Don't tell me what's in it, bitch. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said, Thomas Sanders himself better rise from the goddamn dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, be flowering that chicken, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody who God bless you. Kanye's still here with us, but he ain't got the same staying power as Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, well, guys, that's it. That's um, it. This was the Mary J. Blige uh, My Life documentary that can be found on Amazon Prime. Like I said, it's like right under an hour and a half. So you guys should totally watch it whenever you get an opportunity. You'll love it. It's Bring your tissues. Bring your tissues. We you made it. Funny. Up. We got yeah, we made, everything funny. We made it funny. We it know. ain't funny. It ain't funny. <laughs> it's not funny. But it's good. It's good it's as hell though. And you'll ha- you'll enjoy. It'll be some parts that'll. It'll be some parts that you'll enjoy for real sure. One day we made a documentary about a white dude that raped all black guys. Funny. We can make anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. Oh, we did. Oh, we we yeah. made interracial prom. <laughs> we did, we did, we made interracial prom hilarious. But none of us okay. shit that we, I think the only funny shit that we ever was supposed to make fun of was the wonderful world of the whites, and they made fun of themselves. <laughs> Man, that's how that's what that's where it all started, guys. <laughs> I feel like if we ever like get that was award, amazing, like, like some big ass podcast award when we like fifty and shit for this shit, like they gonna like have somebody from the white family. It's gonna be. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. This is this. This is this. This all all started from from a podcast about white people going through Taco Bell drive-through after they lost an infant because the infant was full of coke. And them saying, "Can I get two of your fiestas?" She lost her baby. She lost her baby. We lost the baby. She got the other baby. Let me get two PSs. All right, guys, that's it. <laughs> this is all about you. Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> I'm Chris. That's DJ. Hey, Rose at the bottom. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Jeez.